while, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ace Diamond, back with another episode of Matt Chat. And all I can say about this past weekend of professional wrestling is, wow. This had to be the best weekend of professional wrestling this year, easily. And maybe in the past two or three years. The NWA absolutely killed it this weekend with two amazing shows back-to-back at the Chase in St. Louis, Missouri. And let me just say that the nostalgia, some of it was cheesy, but... Overall, the nostalgia hit a guy like me who's been watching wrestling for 37 years right in the heart. I shed some tears last night and the night before. And like I I said, this has been the best weekend and professional wrestling that I can remember in a very long time. We're going to start off with NWA Empower, which was an absolute testament to the strength of women's wrestling. I will say I enjoyed Evolution back in 2018, I think it was, but NWA Empower absolutely blew Evolution out of the water. The NWA knows how to do an all-women's pay-per-view the right way. They absolutely killed it. Having a genius like Mickey James as the executive producer, and I gave Mickey James some crap earlier this year when she made some remarks that I considered to be petty, but she is a genius when it comes to professional wrestling. And the lineup that she put out for NWA Empower was absolutely amazing. I will say, I wasn't a big fan of the commentary. Some of the announcing was... But the... The action itself was awesome. I'm I'm probably going to complain about the announcing or the commentary for 
NWA 73 as well. I'm going to just come out and say it. Velvet Sky on commentary just doesn't work for me. And the whole it's velvet time. Thank you for ripping off one of the greatest of all time, Invader. I mean, come on. If you're going to rip somebody off, make it somebody obscure, not the the arguably greatest big man of all time. But I digress. The the new NWA Women's Tag Team Champions were crowned as the Hex. Allison Kay and Marty Bell defeated Red Velvet and Kylan King in the finals of the NWA Women's Tag Team Tournament to become the new NWA Women's Tag Team ta Champions. I also say that taking away from that match was the commentary of somebody else that I I have mad respect for. I have a ton of respect for Medusa. But on commentary, she wasn't great. And I think that actually took away from the women's tag team title match. And in the women's NWA Women's World Championship match, Camille defeated legit Layla Hirsch who proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that she is absolutely legit. She gave Camille probably the best match of Camille's career. And honestly, there were a couple of times where I thought Legit Layla Hirsch was going to beat Camille. And then... Um, the Women's Invitational Battle Royal... Pinfall or submission only to eliminate your opponents. There were some production issues that I was not a fan of. I will say I was a fan of all of the women in the match. Some of them I wasn't familiar with at all. Some of them I was vaguely familiar with. The one thing that stood out to me as an issue, and normally I wouldn't have had a problem with it because, I mean, they kept the camera on a beautiful woman, so why would I complain? They kept the 
camera on Lady Frost for what I consider far too long and missed a ton of action in the ring. Now, like I said, normally I wouldn't complain about the camera being on a beautiful woman, but there were just some times when that shouldn't happen, and to me, this was one of them. But the match came down to St. Louis's own Tootie Lynn and the eventual winner, Chelsea Green, who eliminated Tootie Lynn, celebrated, and then allowed Tootie Lynn, who had family in the audience, to celebrate as well, which I thought was an absolute class act by Chelsea Green. And why I think she is one of the hottest free agents in professional wrestling right now. And when she eventually does sign somewhere, that company is going to be extremely lucky, lucky to have her. The other pay-per-view, of course, was NWA 73, the 73rd anniversary of the National Wrestling Alliance, which means that the National Wrestling Alliance is one year older than Ric Flair. Now, that show started with Conrad Thompson on commentary, which I'm a big fan of Conrad Thompson's many podcasts. I, I was actually a big fan of Conrad Thompson on commentary last night. I think, I personally, I think he should have stayed on a little longer. Because I think he would have done... I think he would have done a uh, great service to the commentary. The opening match was a triple threat, no disqualification match with Crimson... Tim Storm and Tom Latimer facing each other. Now the before the match even started, Jax Dane att attacked his I assume now former tag team partner Crimson and took him out for the majority of the match. Leaving Tom Latimer and Tim Storm to battle it out. And once Crimson returned, 
Tim Storm ended up winning in what I thought was a very good, very hard-fought match in which Tim Storm recovered from being put through a table by Tom Latimer who jumped from a 20-foot ladder through the table. And, and Tim Storm is no young man. He's 50... I want to say 52 or 53 at this point. And for him to be able to recover and win that match is just a testament to how tough he is. The second match was Mickey James versus Smiley Kylie Ray. Now, I'm a huge fan of both of these women. I I don't think I've ever as as far as in ring goes. Both of these women are at that in my opinion at the top of professional wrestling as far as in-ring ability goes. Now, of course, we all know Kylie Ray has had some issues that has kept her in and out of wrestling several times over the last several years. And personally, I hope she has her issues worked out and is with the NWA for a very long time. But this match just solidified why both of these women, one is a bona fide legend now, and one, personally, I believe, down the line, will be considered a legend. And at the end of the match... Mickey James got the win. Not sure how I feel about that, considering Mickey James is an NWA executive producer. That's neither here nor there, I guess. But after the match, Mickey James was attacked by a masked individual who revealed herself to be. Impact Knockouts Champion Deanna Perrazzo and to me that just furthers the feud that the two of them have had since Slammiversary when Mickey James originally showed up to invite Deanna Perrazzo to Empower and I believe that will come culminate in a match possibly at Bound for Glory that will inevitably be for the Knockouts title but I that I wholeheartedly believe that Deanna Perrazzo will retain The next match was a six-man tag team match. The two teams consisted of Tyrus, Jordan Clearwater, who I'm a very big fan of, 
I know Jordan very well. I've pretty much followed his career as he's a local boy here to me. His trainer trained my best friend to wrestle. Um, so I've pretty much followed Jordan Clearwater to from from the very beginning of his career to now. And I and I was very happy to see him get a shot on an NWA pay per view, especially a big one like the anniversary show. Their teammate, formerly just known as the Masked Man, now known as Scion. They took on the team of the Pope and the End, Pero and Odinson. The result of that match was in question. Scion ended up pinning... I believe it was Odinson. Although Tyrus was very unhappy about Scion taking what Tyrus called his pin. So there's a. Uh, seems to be a little dissension in the ranks between. Tyrus and Scion, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that situation. The next match featured Chris Adonis, the NWA national champion, taking on the cowboy James Storm. That that was a very hard-fought match. Very physical. Very brutal. And due to some underhanded tactics, Chris Adonis was able to retain his NWA National Championship to... Uh, continue to defend it down the road. The next part of the show was the introduction of the greatest champion of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Uh, he came out and he talked about everybody. He talked about The Undertaker. He talked about Shawn Michaels. He talked about Triple H. He talked about Vince McMahon. He talked about promoters. He talked about Harley Race. And he had nothing but positive things to say about everybody. I wish when people leave companies 
that they did what Ric Flair did. Because that is how you give a speech. That is how you thank people. That is how you go out. To me, this sounded like a proper retirement speech. Not the one that he gave back in whatever year that was. 2008, I believe, when he left WWE. This sounded like a proper retirement speech. And honestly, I, I got emotional during the speech because I thought it was very well done. The next match was a number one contender's battle royal to determine the new number one contender for the NWA National Championship. It was supposed to be a 12-man battle royal. It ended up being a 13-man battle royal with the addition of Judas, whose name I had heard, but I had never seen in action. He ended up winning the battle royal, eliminating JTG to become the new number one contender for the NWA National Championship. He will go on eventually to face Chris Adonis, most likely, unless Chris Adonis somehow loses the title between now and then in what will probably be Another very physical match for Chris Adonis because Judas is no small man himself. The next match was the NWA Women's World Championship match where Camille defeated Chelsea Green who won the Battle Royal the previous night to get the title shot. Again, great match. I think Chelsea Green gave Camille almost as good of a match as legit Layla Hirsch did the night before. And Camille defeated Chelsea Green by submission to retain the NWA Women's Championship. It will be interesting to see who can stop Camille at this point. The semi-main event the NWA Women or the NWA World Tag Team Champions Kratos and Aaron Stevens took on La Rebellion and new NWA World Tag Team Champions La Rebellion 
in what I can only say was a was another brutal tag team match. All four men left everything in the ring. And again, La Rebellion are the new NWA Tag Team Champions. Then in the main event, Nick Aldis defending the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Trevor Murdoch. In a match where if Murdoch loses, he is done with professional wrestling. The match started out. The match started out before the bell even rang. Nick Aldis attacked Trevor Murdoch while Murdoch was getting some love and encouragement from his family who was seated in the front row. Now, as somebody who's been in the business, somebody who I've done some underhanded things in my career, I thought this was genius. As a fan, I thought it was dirty, underhanded, and not the way to go. Which also made me think it was genius. I mean, they fought all over the Coruscant Ballroom at the Chase Hotel before the bell even rang. They fought to the point where security and even Billy Corgan himself came out to try to separate them. Got in Nick Aldis's face. I thought he was going to fire him and strip him of the title right there on the spot, honestly. Aldis even dared Corgan to hit him. So I thought, honestly, I thought Corgan might strip him of the title and fire him right there on the spot. But they eventually fought back to the ring. The match started. And it was just as brutal after the bell as it was before the bell. I mean, it was hard fought, back and forth. And much to the surprise of everybody there in the arena, myself, and I'm assuming a ton of people who were also watching it on Fight TV, your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Trevor Murdoch, defeating Nick Aldis, who had held the title 
for 1034 days i believe they said which is got has got to be a modern record uh, my overall feelings on the pay-per-view were it was fantastic from top to bottom it was just an absolute fantastic pay-per-view like I said at the beginning great weekend for professional wrestling honestly the NWA should do more double shots like this maybe not have a women's pay-per-view and the Maybe not have a women's pay-per-view every time, but do two pay-per-views. Do a smaller scale one for the guys who aren't always on NWA pay-per-views. And then have the big one. Because, like I said, this is the best weekend in professional wrestling in a very long time. Last weekend was a great weekend for sports entertainment. SummerSlam and TakeOver were great. And actually, I think that was two weeks ago now. I honestly lost count. No, that was just last weekend. But anyway, I keep going off on tangents. Great weekend of professional wrestling. I look forward to the next time the NWA has a pay-per-view. I'll probably buy it. I very much enjoy the NWA. It's easy to keep up with storylines if you're not if you're somebody who doesn't watch the NWA religiously, because I don't. But it is very easy, easy to keep up with storylines. Because they recap things so well. And their recaps don't take 20 minutes. So. Again. The NWA did everything. In my opinion. Everything right this weekend. And. I I had an amazing time watching both shows. So for now this is Ace Diamond. I will be back next week. Hopefully with an all-out review show. And hopefully with a new AEW world champion in Christian Cage. But we will see what happens. So until then, this is Ace Diamond. Have a great week, everybody.